0: Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast, and for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show and now the podcast. Shh, ladies and gentlemen. It's being barely reported, so don't tell anybody. Nancy Pelosi has caved. Shh, Nancy Pelosi caved. She invited the president to give his State of the Union address on February five. We call it the fifth. It's a major win for the president. What, I have to wait for the news outlets to tell us it's a major win? Nancy Pelosi said no as recently as over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And now she says yes. Now why is that? There's two reasons for it, and I'll get to it later. Because it's not the top story. Nor is it the most interesting story. To me, what's most interesting today, and there are many stories we're going to get to because there's a theme here, involves Tom Brokaw. Now, Tom Brokaw is really not a controversial figure. He's sort of one of the senior citizens of the media, or is he? See, the media have changed so much that they're prepared to turn on Tom Brokaw. Now, Tom Brokaw was on Meet the Depressed, and you've heard about this, but you haven't heard me talk about it yet. And let's hear what he had to say on Meet the Depressed. Cut seven, go.
2: And a lot of this we don't want to talk about, but the fact is, on the Republican side, a lot of people see the rise of an extraordinarily important new constituency in American politics, Hispanics, who will come here and all be Democrats. Also, I hear when I push people a little harder, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. I mean, th- that's also. All right,
0: all right, all right, right, stop. See, that is what should have been the controversial comment. He pushes people harder and they say they don't want brown grandbabies. That's a lie. Unless he's hanging out with the Klan or neo-Nazis. Honestly, folks, I speak to a lot of people, not just here, but neighbors and so forth. And nobody talks like that. That I don't want brown grandbabies. And notice, as I say, that wasn't the controversial comment. As outrageous, outlandish, and crazy as that was. Go ahead.
2: The intermarriage that is going on and the cultures that are conflicting with each other, I also happen to believe that the Hispanics should work harder at assimilation. That's one of the things I've been saying for a long time. You know, that they ought not to be just codified in their communities, but make sure that all their kids are learning to speak English and that they feel comfortable in the communities. And that's going to take outreach on both sides, frankly.
0: That is what he got in trouble for with the kook left, assimilation that Hispanics should work harder at assimilation. Now, the statistics are in. The Hispanic community, generally, there are a lot of exceptions, but generally, is not assimilating as quickly as other groups who come into the country. I don't like to talk about groups, but that's all they ever want to talk about on the left and in the media. So here we are. But they are, in fact, assimilating at a slower rate. And there's really two reasons for it. It has nothing to do with Hispanics. It has everything to do with the left. You look at these big corporations. Do they promote assimilation? No. They promote balkanization. Press one for this and two for that. You look at our own government. Does it promote assimilation? No. It promotes the opposite. With affirmative action, with the EEOC lawsuits... in the uh, the various ethnic front groups. So you have the government, your major corporations, and of course, as I say, the common thread is the left. They don't want assimilation on the left. It's not about Hispanics or any other group. They do not want assimilation on the left. They play to groups. They require groups. The progressive mindset requires groups. And so they attack Brokaw for the wrong reasons. He paints Americans as racists. When I push a little harder, well, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. I've never heard anybody say that, at least nobody I talk to. Nobody. Obviously, there's some crackpots out there. But that was the controversial comment. I also happen to believe that Hispanics should work hard at assimilating, and they have to work harder at assimilating, given all the barriers against assimilation in this country. There are barriers. There's incentives against assimilation in this country. There's litigation incentives. There are governmental incentives, political incentives. You see, Hispanics even, the word should be Latinos, not Hispanics. We've talked about this before. And if you talk to Latinos, they don't even refer to themselves as Latinos. I'm Peruvian. I'm Ecuadorian. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Cuban. I'm Chilean. I'm whatever it is. They have an identity with their countries, too, historically and otherwise. This whole area has been managed by the left. Race, how we discuss it. So the real outrageous comment by Brokaw, and he made an outrageous comment, was to condemn Americans as not wanting brown grandbabies through intermarriage. Intermarriage is way up, folks. And the government's not even involved. Intermarriage is way up. People will get along pretty much, pretty much. Most people will get along if you leave them alone. They'll even marry each other. But assimilation, Latinos are going to have to work harder at assimilation. Because there's more barriers in this country than ever before. And I blame the left Tom Brokaw, of course, has apologized on the Internet. He didn't mean what he said. He said it, but he didn't mean it. He didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. All you people who don't want brown grandbabies, if you're out there, uh, he meant to say what he said to you. And, of course, you deserve it. But... When I push people a little harder, well, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. I mean, that's also part of it. It's the intermarriage that is going on and the cultures that are conflicting with each other. He's wrong about that. And that was a smear on the American people. Again, you can look at the stats. There's there's a rising level of intermarriage going on, which, of course, uh, the, the... progressive mindset types early on did not predict. Because, you know, Americans are not, they're not that way. They're not impartial. They're racists. Anyway, I thought I would point that out. Because I don't know what anyone else is saying, but I think everybody got that wrong. Then we have Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, and of course, excuses are being made for Jake Tapper, including in Left-wing media, left-wing kook media, Timothy Christopher over at Media, perfect example. Somebody sent me that link today. I want you to listen to Jake Tapper, Roger Stone. They're very excited that Roger Stone may wind up in a federal prison, the media. And so Tapper has a round table filled mostly with uh, rhinos and leftists. There's Bill Kristol sitting there. And of course, um, uh, Jen uh, Saki, who is a... Uh, an Obama mouthpiece and others Kevin Madden he was a Romney mouthpiece he's on CNN now I think he used to show up at Fox listen to this listen very carefully
2: Go ahead, Mr. Badeus. 22. I think Roger Stone is making the bet that he will be pardoned by Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think exactly. that's it? Is? That's it. And with, with, yes. with public opinion from oh, Donald Trump's right. base. That's I right. say for
3: the base. So and the, the indictment makes some incredible allegations against Stone. I should say they're not the allegations. They're, there's evidence of them. Slow
0: down. In- slow down. They all sound alike because they talk about... First was Crystal, then Madden, the so-called two Republicans, then Tapper, the Democrat. He says... So the indictment makes some incredible allegations against Stone. I should say they're not the allegations; they're evidence of them, Mr. Tapper. They are allegations. They are charges. Information, some of it evidence, some of it will be uh, challenged, is presented in the indictment. The indictment is as much as a public relations release as anything else. You don't even understand how this system works. Yes, they're allegations. Go ahead.
3: He threatened to kill the dog uh, of person number two in the indictment, Randy Credico. He tells Credico, quote, you are a rat, a stoolie. You backstab your friends. Run your mouth. My lawyers are dying to rip you to shreds. I am so ready. Let's get it on. Prepare to die. And then there's also some stuff about his dog. Let's show a picture of the dog because I just want to show yeah, it. No, right.
0: let's stop there. Now, this is a new show. Let's show a picture of the dog. Now, what's amazing about this is, number one, that Mr. is even bothering with all this. And the acting attorney general has apparently said today, and we'll get to this too, that the investigation's winding down. I assume it's winding down because you're, you're, you're reaching pretty low to be grabbing Roger Stone and this guy, Randy Gradeco, who I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name properly. And this is, uh, I, I assume it's an email or a text where he's slamming the guy uh, for what he believes is not being uh, upfront. I'm going to get your dog. And so Jake Tapper shows a picture of his dog. Sweet little dog. He said, it's a sweet little dog. Would he really do that? And then comes in Romney's guy. Go ahead.
3: It's a sweet little dog. And he
2: complained about the FBI raid waking up his dog. So we know, if anything, that they're dog people.
4: I mean, the the (laughs) truth is no one's going to cry if Roger Stone goes to jail or when he goes to jail. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But He might like
0: it. But he might. Who knows? He might like it. You might like what? Well, the spin goes, Jake wasn't being homophobic. No, No, and anybody says he is must be homophobic. They must be projecting, you see. No, Jake was referring to Roger Stone, the publicity whore, you see. And if he's in prison, imagine the publicity he'll get. If he's in prison, he'll get no publicity. They'll shut him down. Jake Tapper didn't mean that. No, Jake Tapper would never mean, you know, he's not homophobic. Only those right-wing kooks are and Mika Brzezinski. They're homophobic. Not Jake. Jake is the centerpiece. He's the quarterback of CNN. No, no, no. Jake was just saying that Roger Stone loves publicity. Two days before, you remember Roger Stone was in three days before that Roger, and Roger, wait a minute. We all know what Roger Stone... Excuse me, what Jake Tapper meant about Roger Stone. We don't need interpreters. We don't need interpreters. He might like it in prison. And Psaki re- responds, he might. Who knows? Everybody knows what Jake Tapper was talking about. Has Jake Tapper apologized? No. No, no, you don't understand. He didn't mean what he said, and he didn't mean what you heard. He meant something else. It's like this Joy Reid. I never posted any of that stuff, she says. All that homophobic stuff, and anti-this, and anti... No, no. Somebody put it there. So they have people looking into it. and so nobody put it there. You put it there. Wow, well, I didn't mean what I said, and I said what I didn't mean, and you may have heard it differently than what I meant, and I wasn't really talking. Well, if you're of the left, you get to do these things. We know exactly what you meant, Jake Tapper. Shame on you. I'll be right back. Mark in. 175 years. That's how long Hillsdale College has been around. As we start a new year, Hillsdale's entering its 175th year, but in all of that time, it still holds the same principles since 1844. The college was founded to teach students to seek truth, to recognize what is beautiful, and to hold up what is good. Most colleges have lost their way and are now in the grip of political correctness. They reject the idea of objective truth and peddle moral and cultural relativism. Not Hillsdale College. Hillsdale continues to provide sound learning essential to preserving civil and religious liberty. Hillsdale is my favorite college because it has stayed true to that mission and extends it nationwide on behalf of liberty. From its free online courses to its free speech digest and primus, from training leaders at their Kirby Center in Washington, D.C., to helping establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide, Hillsdale is educating Americans to restore our freedom, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. This is Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. Remember I told you the other day, I've told you before actually, that, uh, If you want to get on network TV, or you want to really draw a crowd in the media, you do uh, one of two things. Number one, you attack your own side relentlessly, like the President of the United States, in the middle of a major battle. Or number two, you actually stick to your principles. Now, in the first instance, you'll be paraded around figuratively on the shoulders of the leftists in the media. In the second instance, you will be punched in the groin by the same people. Now, you can see this playing out with Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter used to defend Mitch McConnell and trash the Tea Party. Ann Coulter used to write relentlessly about her hero Mitt Romney, how he was more conservative than Ronald Reagan, and on and on and on. Chris Christie she supported originally at one point. Big Trump supporter, now can't stand any of them, basically. And she's all over the media. And, of course, the media are filled with progressive activists. And so she's everywhere. Now, I don't really care. I've got my own platforms, and so do so many other conservatives. And that's the point. Does she speak for you? She doesn't speak for me. Does she speak for Sean? She doesn't speak for Sean. Does she speak for... No, she doesn't speak for... us. Well, who does she speak for? And then we have even others out there trashing away in the media writing their pieces saying conservatives rising up against Trump. Let me tell you what conservatives are doing. We're waiting and watching to see how this plays out. That's what we're doing. In the meantime, as we have these battles as part of the war... We are either supporting the president's efforts or if, we're question- or if we have some serious questions, we ask the questions. But we don't attack him like somehow he's selling out. If this president or any president sells out, we'll speak to it. But look what he's tried to do so far. He's fought the left there's been 35 days which of course is a lie but let's play along of a government shutdown which of course is a lie too there's really been no government shutdown part of it not 35 days he's been duking it out he's been taking hits and then we have the people on the sidelines shooting their paper clips and their spitballs Let's wait and see what happens Let's wait and see what ha- this isn't about self promotion. I'll be right back. Have you ever thought about the word education? It means to lead forth. Now, let me tell you about a place that leads forth Hillsdale college at Hillsdale. Students are challenged to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true and the beautiful. Now, unfortunately, many of our nation's other colleges have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. But as we begin a new year, we can be thankful that none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. As Hillsdale enters its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 through charter schools nationwide, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. This is Hillsdale College. Please visit Hillsdale. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The Houston media are reporting that five police officers have been shot as they uh, approached a suspect or a suspect's home or where the suspect was hiding out. The information is very thin right now, and I'm not going to get involved in speculation. Five police officers have been shot. That's the number I hear. The police chief said he's heading to the scene. Please pray for them. Uh, I am pulling this up as we go along here. Uh, That's pretty much all I'm seeing. Hold on now. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner tweeted the suspect is also down. And the incident happened a little over an hour ago. So five police officers have been shot. I don't know if any are dead and critical. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to keep an eye on this because this is serious. Uh, and that's uh, the mayor has confirmed, the police chief has confirmed, in the Houston Police Department Union. So that's all we have. And we will keep an eye on this throughout the program. We have uh, quite a ways to go. So I will uh, <clears throat> monitor this for you and let you know. And our prayers are with the police officers. And their families. You know, uh, people often ask me, why am I so pro law enforcement? Haven't you had a bad run in with the cops? You know, it's funny, if I've ever had a bad run in, speeding or something, it's my fault. It's not their fault. Uh, it's not to say there aren't a few here or there, but the fact of the matter is, all of our institutions are under political and cultural attack in this country. All of them. And the police, I think, are attacked the most, the worst. All this talk about prison reform. There was never talk about what law enforcement does, what law enforcement's going to have to do as a result of letting all these people out. Same with immigration. All the talk is about illegal aliens, what they want, don't they have a right, this, that, and the other. Very little talk about law enforcement, what law enforcement has to deal with. I often, I often wonder when a cop pulls somebody over and he or she gets out of the car that is the officer and they go up to that car they don't know what the hell they're going to find in there. They may find an old man who's perfectly fine who just hit the gas a little too hard or they may find somebody who grabs a gun from their side and shoots them they never know you never know well you can check the license well that doesn't always tell you what you need to know that is the tag all the great things police officers do in this country law enforcement does in this country never gets reported you want to know why Because the good things they do—it's an infinite list—you'd be bored. Oh, this police officer helped that person. Oh, this police officer stopped this. Oh, this police officer got a baby out of burning over this police. All right, already. All right, already. We expect them to do that. But one cop steps out and does something they're not supposed to do, or a cop steps out and does something horrific, then all police are attacked. This is what I reject, and that's why my father wrote what he wrote, and that's why my mother and father taught us what they taught us. Respect the police, which I do. So it appears by multiple reports here, and I don't know how this will shake out, that uh, five officers shot—it looks like five officers shot—here I'm reading— in Houston. So we'll keep an eye on this and I'll let you know how it goes. All right, we swing back. Do you know Congress is considering passing a law preventing Congress from shutting down the government? <coughs> Putting aside all the propaganda on all the rest? The government can't be shut down in part, in the whole, or whatever if Congress doesn't shut it down. Because, as you know, the bills, the appropriation bills, come out of the House of Representatives. Sometimes they come out of the Senate. They play games. But you get the point. And um, they want to pass a law that prevents them from doing it. Now, why do they want to do that? And, by the way, a lot of Republicans are the same ones. Portman and Murkowski and especially the senators and congressmen around Washington, D.C. Wouldn't it be great? To have 2 million federal employees who who are immune completely completely from ever having a government shutdown from ever facing what businesses small and large what individuals all over this country face day in and day out that they might lose their jobs or be temporarily laid off or have their hours cut back wouldn't that be great if we could all live this way you should be so angry about this You should be so angry about this. You are the taxpayer. You are paying for all this. You're putting these people in in Congress. All they do is spend time on how many illegal aliens can we get into the country? How can we protect the federal workforce? How can we take more of your money by raising the top marginal tax rate? How can we take your assets? Well, Mark, I'm not worth $50 million, but your boss might be. And what the hell do you think your boss is going to do? just because somebody has 50 million, 5 billion, 5 million, $500,000 in assets doesn't mean they're liquid, and if they are, guess what? Something has to go. If you're taxed on your wealth, you're taxed at an upper marginal tax rate on revenue. And now and now we should immunize the federal workforce from ever ever having to face a government shutdown. And then what power does a president have? None. I am telling you, the debt's out of control. Most of the public doesn't give a damn. The annual deficits are out of control. Most of the public doesn't give a damn. One day, they'll all wake up, and all of a sudden, wheelbarrows full of paper. That's how it works. What happened? What happened? Nobody told us. What happened? I got my freebies. I got it. I got I wanted. it. I took. What happened? Nancy Pelosi didn't tell us this would happen. No. Chuck Schumer didn't tell us this would happen. Because they're snake oil salesmen. Now they want to protect federal employees from government shutdown. Like it happens all the time. 21 since 1974. Most of them, very short periods of time. Always, in every instance, get back pay. Besides, it's unconstitutional. They can't pass a statute that protects all these employees. That is, that protects a portion of of the budget from being affected by a new Congress or a new president. But you need to really start thinking about how they think. They want to continue to empower themselves, empower the Democrat Party, Empower the central government. It's constant. A thousand different ways they have. Free college. Who's going to manage that? Washington. Free health care. Who's going to manage that? Washington. Climate change taxes. Who's going to manage that? Washington. And on and on. And Republicans throw in we are losing this country. We're losing our values, our traditions, our customs, our beliefs. I got an idea. What's that? They're all trying to move left of each other. There should be a guaranteed annual income for everybody. Oh, I like that one. Anybody else with ideas? Yes. We should limit how many cars people can have. Good one. Anyone else? Yes. We should limit how many bathrooms they have. I like that. What else? We should limit the size of their homes and the size of their apartments. Great. In the name of climate change. Clean air and clean water. All good ideas. Anybody else? Sally. Yes, I have an idea. What? Everybody should get a check if they don't earn a certain amount of money. We already have that in our tax bill. That already happens in this country. As we move Slowly but surely, and frankly, more quickly but surely, in the wrong direction. Congress wants to pass a law to prevent every government shutdown. We would not have the MX missile system. We would not have many things in this country. Even Jimmy Carter was shutting down the government against Democrats because they wanted endless water projects. Of course Congress doesn't ever want to shut down the government. Why? They created what we're dealing with. They spend all this money. These are their rules, their regulations, their departments, their, their agencies. And they use them against you while they pretend to use them for you. More and more of the private sector is being devoured by the government at the hands of Democrats and Republicans. Where are our constitutionalists today? Where are the fiscal conservatives today? Nowhere. They're nowhere. Used to be, don't talk about the social issues. My God, don't, no, no. But the financial, yes, I'm a fiscal conservative and a social liberal. You ever hear that? Yes, I don't believe in the individual uh, until they're actually born. Otherwise, I don't consider it an individual. I consider it tissue. Oh, okay. But on the fiscal issues, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, they're not. Not with us on anything. I'm disgusted with these Republicans. I can't stand them. I really can't. I can't stand them. We're going to pass a a law to immunize federal workers. Oh, and to prevent the government from ever being shut down again. Here's the sick irony. The government will shut down one day if we continue on this trajectory. It'll shut down. It'll collapse all around you. And it'll suck everything you've earned and own with it. And then, then watch what happens. Then watch what happens to your Constitution, including your Bill of Rights. Poof, they disappear. I'll be right back. Our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what is beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. As Hillsdale enters its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses... The publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 through charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. Hillsdale.edu. Dash is a national security analyst for NBC therefore he must be a genius and he was on the morning schmo which proves further that he must be a genius because he's on with Mr. Deliverance there and listen to what he has to say to Andrea Mitchell she's a reporter not cut for go but you know and one
5: thing right. about it it is such a direct challenge Joe you know this better than anyone he's taking nothing com-
0: better than anyone <laughs> Joe, 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 please confirm what I'm saying. Joe, you know this better than that. They're talking about the National Emergencies Act. Go ahead.
5: ...for specific things and would be under this term moving into something else. That is going against, you know, the, the kings of Congress, the appropriators. It's an abuse of power, what it is, actually. It's,
0: it's, a, it's an abuse of his, his ability to do that. The statutes that provide for that were not envisioned to fulfill a, a fake campaign promise. All right, so the guy's an idiot, but that's why he's on the morning Joe. Idiots like idiots. Idi- idiots attract idiots. Have you noticed this? MSNBC is, a, is like an insane asylum of idiots. And there's a great piece by our friend at, uh, where is it? Legal Insurrection. My friend William Jacobson Bill. He's a great professor, too. He points out it's perfectly legal. It's perfectly constitutional. Now, we don't know what these Obama judges or these other judges will do. And he even points to the fact that there are currently 31 active national emergencies. Did you know that? And 58 national emergencies have been declared since 1976. Do you remember all these people going on TV saying, hey, wait a minute. Wait a darn second there. What are you, fascist? What are you, Hitler? You must be Stalin. You can't do this. The kings and queens of appropriations in the House and the Senate, they're not going to like this. What do you think, Schmageggie? Well, I, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a definite abuse of power. Uh, you know, it's abuse of his ability to do that just to uphold a campaign promise. You know, uh, that's a fake campaign promise, and we're not—whether we're, the law was never envisioned to do that. Thank you. There you go, our expert, Schmageggie, over there. Nobody ever heard of this jerk, Jeremy Bash. But even if you'd hear of this jerk, he hasn't read a single Supreme Court case related to any of this. Matthews versus Diaz, as the professor points out. Philo versus Bell, as the professor points out. There are other cases, too, federal cases. Heresides versus Shaughnessy. We can go on and on. I mean, this is going to be a battle in the courts because, you know, you've got to convince liberal judges not to look so stupid, which is a hard thing to do. There's also another piece. Right, Schmageggie? Oh, yeah, here's another. The Congressional Research Service. We tip our hat to the Daily Caller. Daily Caller is a great site, by the way. We tip our hat to them. Congress's nonpartisan research arm says Trump could build the wall without even a state of emergency or funding. And what they point out is they go to the, the Congressional Research Service, which is an arm of the House and the Senate. And they point out there that they had a paper January 10th titled, Can the Department of Defense Build the Border Wall? They concluded that under Section 284 of the uh, codified law, in fighting drugs— that construction of roads and fences and installation of lighting to block drug smuggling corridors across international boundaries of the United States is possible. So at least in part Section 284 would not require even a declaration of national emergency. And you also have a section of the Immigration Act that can be used in conjunction with the National Emergencies Act. Look, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. You're going to have to duke it out in the courts with these left-wing kooks in black robes. Oh yes Your Honor, yes Your Honor. Yes your honor uh, but anyway the fact is the president needs to do what the president needs to do and you ought to go much bigger than 5.7 billion dollars they ought to look for every penny that they that's available to them 10 15 17 21 but whatever it is I'll be right back.
1: broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader mark levin
0: hello everybody mark levin here our number 87738138118773813811 lots of people promoting kamala harris as the front runner All the cable channels. Why is she the frontrunner? Why is she the frontrunner? Anybody know why she's the frontrunner? Is she smarter than the others? No. She has some great accomplishments in the United States Senate? No. Any great accomplishments at the state level? Well, none that I hear of. So why is she the frontrunner? I'll tell you why. Because the way the Democrat Party plays politics. It's about ethnicity it's about race. It's about wealth. It's about the same balkanization you hear them spewing all the time. What about her substance? She's the front runner, and I'm listening. Okay, why? They don't tell you why. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? Is she good in foreign policy? No, she has no, no knowledge of foreign. Okay, great. How about finances? No, crackpot like the rest on the hard left. So, so, why is she so qualified? She talked about Medicare for all—that's a talking point. Get rid of the student loan debt—that's a talking point. All you have to do when you're running as a Democrat, now on the hard left, utterly irresponsible, is just talk about all the things you're going to do for people who uh, who refuse to do them for themselves. Now, you want to know how you beat Kamala Harris? with a well-articulated message. She talks about socialism. Talk about free market capitalism. She wants to talk about free this, free that. You tell people to look around and see what they have. She wants to talk about redistributing wealth. We already have redistributing wealth. That's what you do every day when you purchase something or sell something. That's the redistribution of wealth, but that's an honest, voluntary redistribution of wealth. All these people are running as Hugo Chavez. That's what they're doing. But you dare not call them that. But let's listen to Kamala Harris from Oakland, California. Cut 13, go.
6: And let's speak an uncomfortable but honest truth with one another.
0: I'm guessing this is about race. Just guessing. I didn't hear it. I certainly didn't waste my time watching it live, I can tell you that. Go ahead.
6: Racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia are real in this country.
0: Wow, I'll tell you what. What a crappy country. Why would you want to be president of this country? We got all kinds of isms going on. All kinds of isms. Including liberalism. Go ahead. And why, why are people applauding that? She's so courageous. Racism, sexism, anti No, that's interesting. Anti-Semitism. What has she done to combat anti-Semitism? I'm just curious. Does anybody know? Nobody knows. You're all running to Google. What has she done to combat anti-Semitism? Not a damn thing. Go ahead. And they
6: are age-old forms of hate
0: with new fuel. First of all, I don't know that transphobiaism is an age-old form of hate. I didn't even know what it was, quite frankly. They are forms of hate with new fuel, and we need to speak that truth so we can deal with it. Go ahead.
6: And we need to speak that truth so we can deal with it. are being locked up from mass incarceration to cash bail to policing our criminal justice system all right, all right, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. I hate this I hate these demagogues I really do whoever they are I just can't stand them we have mass incarceration that's an injustice should we take each case one at a time maybe it is an injustice Wasn't she a prosecutor? Wasn't she the DA? Wasn't she the attorney general, Mr. Producer? So now she's going to fix the system. She's being attacked by some of the miscreants on the left, you know. Hey, she was a little tougher in crime than she says. Yes and no. But these are all the usual shibboleths, as we like to call them. All the straw men. She's hitting all the buttons. I could have written the speech for you, you know that? Because I know what they say. Go ahead.
6: Plastic repair. Let's speak that truth. And let's speak truth. Under this administration, America's position in the world has never been weaker.
0: What is she talking about? I hope I get to it. The head of NATO, General Fill in the Blank, he just said, but for what Trump had said and done, we wouldn't have the extra $100 billion we have to strengthen NATO and to discourage the Russians. Who is she talking to? president has proposed a space force. See, the left pretends they're strong in defense. We're strong in defense. We're strong in the wall. We're strong in it. They know they're not. President Trump's trying to catch up with China right now in space. Trying to catch up with Russia in space. They don't even have two nickels to rub together. Go ahead.
6: When democratic values are under attack around the globe, when authoritarianism is on the oh, rise. Oh,
0: I see. The Democrats now stand for democratic values overseas. Uh, who was it that opened the embassy in Cuba? I don't remember. Do you remember, Mr. Producer? Who was that? Barack Mailhouse Benito Obama, I believe. Who was it that sided with the with Hamas against Israel when they were raining rockets down on Israel? I seem to recall it was Obama. Oh, not overtly, but yes. Covertly, and so were his surrogates. That Israel what a part-time regime. I mean look look at them. Look at them. Look how they're fighting back. They're not allowed to fight back. Those Jews are supposed to be victims. And uh You look around, who was it that that released $150 billion to the Iranians? Now, it wasn't all our money, I understand that, but we're the ones that agreed to the deal that enabled the rest of the world to to fund the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. I don't believe that was Trump. I, I seem to recall that was Obama. Who was it that appeased China? I seem to believe that was Obama. Russia? Obama. North Korea? Obama. Go ahead.
6: When nuclear proliferation is on the rise, when we have foreign powers infecting the White House like malware. All
0: right, wait, wait, wait a second. When we have nuclear weapons on the rise, this president is trying to stop that. And we have foreign countries infecting the White House like malware. Have representatives of the Muslim Brotherhood ever been at the White House? I'm just curious. I don't think so. So who are these foreign individuals or these foreign countries infecting the White House? See, the Democrats have to make up their minds. We have an open border where people from foreign countries are coming into this country, and we don't know who they are, their background, terrorists, non terrorist criminal, non-criminal, next rocket scientist. We don't know anything. And yet, when people come to the White House, whoa, malware. Is, how is malware infecting the White House? That is, foreigners. Putin's been dealt with more aggressively by Trump than Obama ever dreamed of. It's Trump who helped arm the Ukrainians, it's Trump who's put his foot down on Crimea and trying to deal with it. And same with China. So she's a liar, like all the other leftists. That's what she is. This is what the leftists do. Go ahead.
6: When we have leaders who bully and attack a free press and undermine our our democratic institutions, that's not our America.
0: Nobody's undermining democratic institutions from the White House. He hasn't done a thing to the media. You know, a couple months ago, I went on Fox several times, and behind this microphone and on Levin TV, I did a little short history of... Abuse of the media in this country, which presidents did what. And I noticed the plagiarists are back. You can see some of them writing today and the other day, picking up on what I said. I've also said to you, there's millions of you, so you you bear witness, that the president hasn't taken any action against media outlets in any way. Period. Well, Jim Acosta, he never went after CNN, and CNN had many, many reporters in that White House. And even Jim Acosta, even though his ticket was pulled, it was... A, a certain kind of ticket. He could still get in with another ticket. But it doesn't matter. He hasn't done anything close to what other presidents have done. You starting to read that out there, Mr. Producer? It's all over the place now. Yeah, because we like to introduce context, facts, history, all that stuff into our program here. But he hasn't done a damn thing. Obama now, that's a whole other story. Again, get Obama, her hero, Democrat hero, the Caesar of America. Obama, of course, he went after the media, didn't he? AP, New York Times, Fox, others. No, no, no. But it's Trump who hasn't done any of that stuff. Go ahead.
6: march and murder in Charlottesville or massacre innocent worshippers in a Pittsburgh synagogue that's not our America <laughs> when we have children in cages crying for their mothers and oh fathers.
0: come on don't attack Barack Obama that way when he had children in cages remember that photo stuff Mr. Producer it was during the Obama administration why do you have to trash our country so thoroughly like this? Why can't you run on something that's positive, that's inspiring? We're running against the isms. This country sucks. We're going to give you freebies. Capitalism sucks. Yes, we are. And uh, what else are we going to do? Anything we can
6: go ahead. Don't you dare call that border security. That's a human rights abuse.
0: Nobody and called it border security, knucklehead. If it was a human rights abuse, why didn't you speak out when Obama did it? While well, I wasn't in Washington, so what? Why didn't you speak out when Obama did it? Go ahead. That's not our America. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll be right back.
7: Mark in
0: Let me do the uh, Kamala Harris speech. Free college! Yay! No more student debt! Yay! Medicare for all. Yay! We're going to get rid of all the isms. Yay! Oh, no more caging children in America. Yay! Do we cage children in America? Seriously? No more of that. Yay! What else? We're going to be respected in America again. Yay! What? By whom? Can you imagine... If any of these leftists are president of the United States, what our enemies are going to do. They are rooting for these leftists. They are rooting for them. Yes. Who do you think Vlad supports? Or Xi? Who do you think they support? Tell me, who do you think Hamas is going to be rooting for? You think they like Trump? How about Iran and Hezbollah? You think they like Trump? You think China likes Trump? Trump. The way he's crushing their economy right now and protecting our technology? I don't think so. You think Vladimir Putin and that big damn spectacle of a lie that's been going on now for several years? You think he likes Trump? No. Exactly what policy has Trump put in place that's helped Putin? Not one damn policy. But Obama, boy, they went on a move. They took Crimea. They were about to take the Ukraine. They're having a hell of a good time. They moved into Syria. Now they're not moving anywhere. And China's watching itself. Who do you think they want? Kamala Harris or Donald Trump? Media does this. Kamala Harris or Donald Trump? Yay! What else are we going to do? Well, I don't know yet. I, I, you know, whatever. Oh, here's one. Cut 15, go.
6: And when American families are barely living paycheck to paycheck, what is this administration's response? Their response is to try and take health care away from millions of families. Oh,
0: that's right. We know I forgot about that. Trump, the Republicans, all the Republicans. They want to take health care away from you." Oh yes, they're campaigning on take health care away from everybody." Oh, I see. How many of you had your health care taken away that you had before Obamacare? I did. How many of you were paying less before Obamacare? I was. How many of you had more choices before Obamacare? I did. Well, we're not going to take your Soviet-style health care system away, she says. No! More! More! First of all, what does Kamala Harris know about health care or foreign policy or anything? All she knows about, as far as I can tell, is character assassinating a Supreme Court nominee. Go ahead.
6: Their response is to give away a trillion dollars to the biggest corporations in this country. Yes, that's what he
0: wanted to do, Trump. To give a trillion dollars to the biggest corporations in America. Trump is hated by a lot of these biggest corporations in America because of his stand on immigration and because of tariffs in many respects. Certain companies, of course, love him. Steel companies, yeah, gimme, 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 gimme. But a lot of other companies don't. But you see, his policies are aimed for corporate America. Boo! Big business, boo! Welfare, yay! Redistributional wealth, Yay! Are you telling me we can't articulate a vision for America that can beat her or Elizabeth Warren or who else has jumped in? Castro. <laughs> They're all Castro, if you ask me, but you get the point. Bernie Sanders is getting ready to jump in. That should be fun. I mean, what's it? it's like the whole Politburo bureau's running here. We got the bureau Democrats. Free this, free that, free this, free that, free that, free this, free this, free that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be working harder. You're going to be working longer hours and you're going to get less net income because the vast majority of you are not going to benefit from this stuff. Go ahead.
6: And their response is to blame immigrants as the source of all our problems. Oh, that's what
0: everybody does. They blame immigrants as the source of all of our problems. I thought she was running a truth campaign. She's running a truth campaign. And then, not only do they want to take all your health care away and give all your money to corporations, then they blame the immigrants for everything. Ah, by golly. And I'm the truth candidate, I'm the future. Vote for me! I'm Kamala. Actually, I'm not. I'm Mark. But you get the point. She's a demagogue, like the rest, on the hard left in the Democrat Party. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouselevin.com, BrickHouselevin.com, offer code Levin.
1: Right versus left is right versus wrong.
0: Call Market 877 3811. See, part of the problem is these blue states, well, their populations in some instances are growing, like California even though a lot of people are leaving. A lot of aliens are coming in, and they're counted on the census. That's what the judges compel. Yes, it's judicial tyranny. That's what the judges compel. And so you look at the Electoral College. California is a big damn deal, and it's all blue. It's all blue. They targeted California after Reagan. They targeted California after Duke Majan, they targeted California after Pete Wilson, and then they got it. And the idiot, what's his name, Schwarzenegger, he didn't know what the hell was going on, and then he lurched left, and, you know, he's, he is what he is. a leader of the environmental movement, he and Al Gore, and together they have an IQ of about 14 and a half negative. Well, I want you to hear from uh, Julian Castro. And as far as I'm concerned, they're all Castros in this field now. Fidel. They'd probably take that as a compliment. Julian Castro on CNN yesterday. Cut 16. Oh, by the way. And Jake Tapper, of course.
3: He'll probably like it. Go ahead. If you were elected president, would you undo... The Republican tax cut law and raise the corporate tax rate. Let me stop it.
0: I didn't hear this, but let me stop it. Would he undo that? What kind of a stupid guy is Jake Tapper? This is the guy that says he supports a ninety percent marginal tax. No, I wouldn't, Jake. As a matter of fact, I I think it's great. I like the Republican tax cut. I like the. This is the kind of stupid softball questions a fake tapped out gives to a Castro. So if you're elected president, uh, uh, you would, uh, what, what would you do with the Republican tax? He's already said what he would do because he's not in favor of taking everybody's health care away and forcing them to pay all their debts and securing the border from illegal aliens. He supports the opposite.
3: Go ahead. If you were elected president, would you undo the Republican tax cut law and raise the corporate tax rate back up from 21 percent to 35 percent? Uh, I
2: absolutely would look at undoing uh, the the uh, tax cuts that benefited uh, the super wealthy and benefited corporations. Now,
0: now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. Tax cuts, even if they're for mostly the so-called middle class, see, we're now we now use the Marxist class stuff. Because in America, you're not in a class. You can move up and down the economic change. We don't have classes. We don't have caste systems. We don't have groups. But they can't help it. Because in order to be a Marxist, this is what you got to do. You're in that group. You're in, no, I'm an individual. No, you're in that group. But I don't want to be in that. You're in that group. But I'm a unique. not. You conform. You're in that group. This is how you think. This is how you vote. But I don't, No more talk. That's who you are. Look at yourself. Well, but, but, well Between my ears, I, I don't care. Look at yourself. You belong over there. What do you sell out? Hey, uh, Castro, uh, the Republican tax cuts uh, for or against? <laughs> <laughs> well, the super wealthy in the corporations. Yeah, I could repeat this. Couldn't you do this? You can do this yourself at home. Just bang your head against the wall and keep repeating yourself. The super wealthy and the corporations all benefited from the tax cut. We, on the other hand, we don't support the super wealthy. Steyer and who else? They got a whole zillion of them over there. Soros funds all their groups. But we don't like them, no. We don't like corporations either. And they're all run by lefties, these corporations. Even the Koch brothers, look at them now. They're lobbying the White House for amnesty, they were taking the lead on the uh, prison break. They're weak on national security. They're not with us anymore. And all those millionaires who are gone to these events with them, shame on you too. Shame on you too. We need real conservatives now, not goofy radical libertarians. Look at this. We got bipartisanship between the radical libertarians and the radical leftists. Imagine that. No, don't imagine that. It's happening. I've told you many times on the political spectrum it's not a straight line it's more of a circle and when you go down the circle I'm not talking about in the circle go down the circle we're there in the middle at the bottom we are constitutionalists we're not rightists we're not leftists we are constitutionalists and by defending the constitution oh you must be on the alt-right what you must be a right winger you must be a fascist you must be a defined by the left. No, no, I believe in liberty and natural law and faith and family and... cut A. Hey, just don't use he or she. And by the way, don't say I can't use the girl's bathroom if I'm a boy either. You're the whole world. Alright, go ahead, please.
2: We also, as you know, Jake, we're going to have to look at other things, other ways of raising revenue. Uh, but I have said very clearly that I believe that it's worth it. Uh, I believe that in this nation.
0: It's worth what? These guys who are politicians, most of whom have never been in the private sector, never created a job. uh, Listen, I believe it's worth it. You believe what's worth it? Stealing money from other people and giving it to people who will vote for me. I I believe it's worth it. I really do. You know, stealing has its benefits. It's very compassionate. It's it's something that we like to do.
2: And go ahead the wealthiest nation on earth. There is no reason.
0: Why are we the wealthiest nation on earth? With all the isms going on around here, according to Kamala Harris, we got isms here, isms there, isms everywhere. But we're the wealthiest nation on the earth, even though we cut taxes just for trillionaires. Even though our big corporations should all be shut down. We're the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth. How come fake tapped out doesn't say why are we the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth can you explain that to me you know if you're in a debate with that's what why are we the wealthiest nation because we're socialists Why? why because of the centralized federal government why are we the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth you know we're the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth so we must be able to steal as much money as possible from the private sector to give to us in government so we can redistribute wealth and decide what fair is go ahead
2: Nobody should go without health care when they need it.
0: Nobody goes without health care when they need it, unless you're on Obamacare. We need a specialist. You ever try that, Mr. Producer? Oh, my Lord, you got to be on the phone forever. Look, I, I need a specialist here. What are you, bronze? You, you, you gold? You silver? What are you? Well, I'm not in that bronze. Wow, goodbye. Press one for English, two for Spanish. Now, You go without health care if you're part of Obamacare. I know people who've had to suffer through this. They act like they're providing health care. They're not providing anything. The VA, you either get a good hospital or a bad hospital, but you can't move until they pass this law, which Trump pushed. Why? Because you're introducing competition, market system. Ooh, capitalism and liberty. Look at that. According to the left, we need an antitrust division to make sure that we have multiple companies producing toasters. But when it comes to health care, Medicare for all. Well, wait a minute. I don't get it. Toasters, uh, Medicare, Medicare for all. Oh. Well, that doesn't seem right. There's a Castro. But as I said, they're all Castros on the left right now. What's your gift this Valentine's Day? How about taking 10 or 15 years off your appearance with the new Genesal jawline treatment. No more turkey neck, double chin, or sagging jawline, and it works amazingly well. Just listen to Linda B. From, from Marina Del Rey. I love your jawline cream. It really works. I mean, I really see a difference, and people never believe my age. It really works. And folks, from now until Valentine's Day, the brand-new jawline treatment is yours free. Free. When you order Genesel for bags and puffiness under your eyes. And for results in 12 hours, the Genicel immediate effects is also free. You can give them a call at 800-SKIN-604-800-SKIN-604 or go to com. Say goodbye to that double chin. Bags under your eyes. Even those laugh lines and crow's feet are gone. Listen to this. Guaranteed or your money back. What? Guaranteed or your money back. Call 800Skin604 or go to com. Call in the next 20 minutes and get the Genicel XV Collagen Builder and free express shipping. Crazy offer for two weeks only. Call now. 800Skin604, 800Skin604, or go to dot com right now. Nancy Pelosi has a great idea. Do you hear her idea? Look. <laughs> we have to make sure that executive pay and the pay for the workers is much closer together. Very similar. You know, like my husband Paul and I on our our non-union vineyard. That's what we say. We say to the people who pick the grapes, you know what? Paul and I, we want our incomes to be closer to the people who pick the grapes. No, no, we really do. So let's see, let's let's step back and look at these proposals coming from the Castros in the Democrat party. 70 to 90% top marginal tax rate. 2% wealth tax any assets over $50 million that includes businesses. A income for all. Free college. Student loans wiped out. Medicare for all, ladies and gentlemen, this is in Venezuela. This is worse than Venezuela if they get their way. Worse. And then they'll probably pick up on what DiCamio has said in New York City. That big dork. Listen, if we find out that the landlords are ripping off the tenants... We may well take their property from them. Oh, we haven't heard that one before. Of course we have. It's called the Russian Revolution. Yes. We'll take their property. They'll take our property? Yes, if we think you're ripping off your tenants. See, this is the left-wing populism moving into Marxism. I'm going to call it what it is. I don't care what the left says about me. These are Marxist ideas. These are hard-left ideas, and they will destroy this country. they all, really, if we had a functioning Constitution, they're all unconstitutional. And that is why the progressives, and I wrote about this in my last book, that is why they insisted that we break from the constitutional order. That is why they trashed the Declaration of Independence. I cite them and quote them. Because in order to do these things, you cannot be in this constitutional box, you see. What, you're a right-winger? No, I believe in the Constitution. Ah, you must be a right-winger. And then on July 4th, it's the funniest thing. You know, you turn on the uh, pubic broadcasting system, PBS. And there they are at the uh, at the mall in Washington, D.C., the patriotic songs, the military, the fireworks going off. And I watch these Democrat senators there, like the city of Cardin from Maryland, clapping, applauding. I'm going, like, aren't you at the wrong celebration? What do you mean? Well, isn't May Day down the street?
7: Mark Lubin.
0: No one should feel unsafe at home, period. There is no place in a place like home. That's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. You'll even see a commercial about it during the big game this Sunday. Be sure to check it out. Simply Safe System was designed to blanket your whole home with protection. Not just your front door, but they'll do that too. The round the clock professional monitoring makes sure police are on the way when you need them. The system is completely wireless. You can install it yourself in under an hour. It's actually quite fun to do it. And Simply Safe security sensors are tiny, blending in with your home, so you won't notice them. Neither will crooks, by the way. The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security, and it's a wire cutter top pick. One of the reasons there's no wires. Because as more than 3 million Simply Safe customers already know, it feels good to fear less. Join them today. Protect your home with Simply Safe. You'll get free shipping on any system order. Just visit SimplySafemark.com to get started. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today and to get free shipping on your order. simplysafemark.com If the Democrats get their way and raise all these taxes, guess what happens, ladies and gentlemen? Money is like water. It's going to go where it's welcome. It's going to go where it can. It's all going to go overseas. And other countries will, will be much more attractive for investment, and that's where the money's going to go. You will lose American jobs. Uh, we see it over and over and over again. People are not going to invest in the country. We will not get foreign investment in America. And Americans won't invest in America. Because you're patriotic to your country. You're not patriotic to the federal bureaucracy. You're not patriotic to the Democrat Party. You're not patriotic to Marxism-Socialism. You're patriotic to your country. And it's your country that they're tearing apart. It's your country that they're tearing apart. Now, in the next hour, I want to remind you about a very wealthy person. I want to remind you about a very wealthy person who's never had to provide their tax returns, who's never been investigated by a special counsel, and yet has been involved in some activities that will raise your eyebrows. Some of you have that one eyebrow. What do they call that? The unibrow? It'll raise your eyebrow, singular. But you know what I mean. They're not a protected class, are they, Mr. Producer? The unibrows. You never know. Could be. And also, uh, numerous other things here, too. I'm looking right here what I pulled aside. Yes! Did you see the interview Sunday I had with Sidney Powell? That was a hell of an interview on the Fox News channel. Life, Liberty, and Levin. I hope you are enjoying the show. Also, uh, the president's backing uh, numerous states that are introducing Bible literacy classes. Do you know that people are saying that's controversial? What the hell's controversial about it? Bible literacy class, they're voluntary. The students don't have to join. It's an option. No! We want sex education, not the Bible. No, 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 you don't understand. We want to know all the things, all the reasons we're supposed to hate America we got all these isms to deal with. Ask Kamala. May I call you Kamala? Yes! We've got to push socialism, anti-Americanism, anti-capitalism, ism this, ism that. Yes, we can't have an option of having Bible literacy classes. No. Now keep in mind, they're not teaching religion per se or a religion per se. They're acquaint- acquainting kids with the Bible. I think this is a fabulous idea. There's all kinds of wonderful stories in the Bible, all kinds of lessons in the Bible. I understand you're not going to learn about transgenderism in the Bible. You can learn that elsewhere. I understand they use pronouns in the Bible. That's okay. If you don't want to use pronouns in your own life, then don't use pronouns. You really got to think, uh, they, hey, it, it, hey, it, it, All right, I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Filter Greens has a full serving of real, USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here.
1: Now broadcasting from the underground command post in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark
0: Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Question, how many illegal aliens have or ever have worked for Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi? On their vineyard or in any other of their businesses? Anybody know the answer? Nobody's ever asked, have they? They've never asked. How many illegal aliens have ever worked for any of these billionaires and multimillionaires? They've never asked. Why? Why? Ten years of tax returns with the former head of uh, Starbucks. Will he be releasing ten years of tax returns? Why hasn't anybody asked him? They didn't ask him on 60 Minutes. Did they, Mr. Producer? I didn't watch it. How about ten years of tax returns for Bloomberg? Will they be releasing those? My wife says no. And the Bloomberg children, what about ten years of their tax return? I mean, this is what Trump's being asked to do. And why stop at 10? How about 40 years? Just saying. 10 years of tax returns. And what about illegal aliens? Are they going to be asked about that? Well, Nancy Pelosi really ought to release 10 years of tax returns. Remember this little bit from 60 Minutes in 2011, thanks to Peter Schweizer? You don't remember what I'm talking about, do you? Nancy Pelosi in 2011? Things Trump did 40 years ago are news. This is just 2011. Steve Croft, 60 minutes. I just want to remind you, all you Castros out there. Go ahead.
2: I wanted to ask you why you and your husband back in March of 2008 um, accepted and participated in a very large IPO deal from Visa. At a time, there was major uh, legislation affecting the credit card companies making its way through the uh, through the house and did you consider that to be a conflict of interest
5: i I don't know what your point is of your question is there some point that you want to make with that
2: well i I guess what i'm asking is do you think it's all right for uh, a speaker uh, to accept uh, a very preferential and favorable uh, stock deal well, we did You participated in the IPO. Well, I have many at investments. And at the time, you were but Speaker of the House. You don't that. think it was a conflict of interest or had the appearance no, of a it, conflict it of interest?
5: It, it only has appearance if you decide that you're going to have a, a, a elaborate on a false premise. But it, it, it's not true, and that's that.
2: I don't understand we, what part's yeah. not
5: true. Yes, sir. Um, that that I, is I is would it. act upon an investment.
2: Congresswoman Pelosi pointed out that the tough credit card legislation eventually passed, but it was two years later and was initiated in the Senate. I will hold
5: my record in terms of fighting the credit card companies as a Speaker of the House or as a member of Congress uh, up against anyone's.
0: Really, Nancy? May I call you Nancy? I think I will. I'm told that... Uh, uh, let's see, the Starbucks guy said he would release his tax returns. Good. I look forward to the liberal media combing through them. Now, this is the guy that had all kinds of weird rules in place at Starbucks, you know, but now he's running as a centrist, a moderate centrist. I say go for it, baby. He's a left-wing Democrat. He wants to run as a moderate centrist. Go for it. Bloomberg, another billionaire, he said that won't work. He can't win as an independent because of the party system in the various states. So he'll just defeat the Democrat. Maybe I should use reverse psychology, Mr. Producer, and trash this guy. Make him angry so he'll insist on running. Anyway, what do you think of this, Nancy Pelosi? We'd want her tax returns for sure because she's Speaker of the House. I'm going to keep hammering this. I really believe it. And here she is on the pay differential. Cut two, go.
5: We're at a time when the disparity in income in our country is immoral. It now, this is be. a
0: woman and her husband are worth about 150 million, maybe 200 million. Everything's immoral. The wall's immoral. Being wealthy is immoral, but she's not immoral. She's moral. And so is her husband, Paul. So it's immoral. You're a successful person. Maybe you invented a life saving device or drug. Maybe you employ a thousand people. Well, apparently you're immoral. Boy, oh boy, go ahead.
5: Forty some years ago, that the CEO earned forty times what the worker workers did when productivity went up. The income. I guess she's up
0: not aware of the Industrial Revolution and John Rockefeller, Andrew Mellon, Carnegie, Vanderbilt. I could go on and on and on. You know, the Anderson Cooper bloodline. Well, 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 don't confuse me with history. <laughs> Go ahead.
5: CEO and of the workers, uh, that changed over time because it was all about the bottom line and quarterly reports. And now the difference, the disparity between the CEO and the workers. You know, This
0: is amazing. No offense. She lives off her husband. They didn't create their businesses together. I read an article back several years ago where she said, you know, where she was able to, to be a volunteer in politics and run for office thanks to her husband. I'm just I'm just telling you that's that's your speaker of the house.
5: Go ahead. Like 350 or 400 times. Most many CEOs have already. All right, made. That's
0: enough. This communist BS is just too much to handle. Uh, marginal tax rate, and we're going to take your wealth, and we may take your property if you're screwing with the tenants, and uh, while we're at it, you know, uh, uh, we need a $15 minimum wage, even though you're going to put little pizzerias and so forth. And, well, we don't care. Get the big guy. And we need to to close the gap between this one and that one, and so And look at the absolute, look at the absolute coconut heads, like Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders. Who are leading the charge? They don't even have any experience in anything, other than propaganda. Right, I can't stand. You know, I can only take so much. People say, "How do you do this?" Well, sometimes it's not so easy. But I've got something more interesting. The uh, acting U.S. Attorney Matthew Whitaker announces new criminal charges against Chinese telecommunications shine. Ooh, rah, rah. Uh, with Federal Bureau of Investigation Director Christopher Wray and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross at the Department of Justice. That's the photo. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigation is close to being completed, quote-unquote, Acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker said Monday. I hope that we can get the report from Director Mueller as soon as possible, Whitaker said during a Department of Justice news conference announcing indictments against you what, Hua. Wei Hua, right? I don't know. The special counsel's office declined to comment. Now that's interesting. Meanwhile, you saw what they did to Stone. You see what they've done to Manafort in terms of how they arrest these guys. You see what you see how they've gone after little fish and and tried to act like. And you can hear even the reports say, even on my my favorite cable network, one of the reporters there, there have been thirty indictments and and uh, of people and uh, surrounding Trump. What are you talking about? 30 indictments of people surrounding Trump having nothing to do with Trump or his campaign or his businesses. What about Michael Cohen? Look at the indictments of Michael Cohen. You got the two phony campaign things, but all the rest of it is Cohen. Now, this guy, Andrew Weissman, Weissman. Who serves for Muller? Muller! Muller and Weissman! These are brutes. They are brutes. They're, they're given legal shields, but they're mobsters in many ways, in my humble opinion. That's the way I view it. Too bad. Send in the uh, paramilitary types, and I don't blame them. That's what they did guns drawn, all kinds of stuff <laughs> to take out Roger Stone. And Manafort, these guys can barely walk across the street, as far as I can tell. But no matter. So I had Sydney on my uh, program. What cuts am I looking at, Mr. Producer? 2021. And she's outstanding. You know, she uh, she was an assistant U.S. attorney for many years. She served under nine different United States attorneys. Uh, You know, when they leave and come and go and when there's a change in uh, administration. She oversaw 500 appellate cases, and she's dealt with Weissman. She represented one of the executives in Merrill Lynch. And I want, I want you to hear a little bit uh, of what was discussed. I don't have time to play the whole thing. So let's go with the first cut, Mr. Producer. Go. So let's focus a little bit on Andrew Weissman so the American people know who he is and knows who really is the, uh, in many cases, the Wizard of Oz. Tell us about Andrew Weissman.
8: Well, I've called Mr. Wiseman the poster boy for prosecutorial misconduct because Mueller had a role in handpicking him for... head of the Enron Task Force, and appointing him to that position. And what was Mueller at the time? Mueller was in the FBI at the time.
0: He was the director of the FBI. Yes. It
8: so takes Weissman to handle the Enron case. Yes. Uh, Weissman was deputy director at the time when it first started under Leslie Caldwell, who was the chief of the Enron Task Force when it was first created in the collapse of Enron. So they set about and targeted Arthur Anderson to begin with, the venerable accounting firm. So they're investigating Enron. Yes. And they target Arthur Anderson. Yes. For what? For destroying evidence is what they called it. But they did it by making up a crime by combining two separate statutes to create a crime out of something that wasn't. So they destroyed Arthur Anderson. They knew they were going to destroy the company. see how did
0: they destroy Arthur Anderson? By indicting it. They indict Arthur Anderson because they're the financial advisors to Enron. Exactly. They were the
8: auditors and financial advisors to
0: Enron. And they, they manufacture a crime by combining two different statutes. Exactly. And at that time, how many people worked for Arthur Anderson? Eighty-five thousand people worked for 85, Arthur Eighty-five thousand people. And Weissman was the lead Investigator. He was the lead prosecutor on that case. And he reported, in part, he informed the director of the FBI at the time, Mueller. Yes. Okay. Well, what did they do?
8: Well, they knew they were going to destroy the company when they indicted it because Anderson represented 2,500 publicly traded companies. And no auditor who represents publicly traded companies can function as an auditor when they're indicted. So they sealed the indictment for a week while they... Ba-ba-ba.
0: They indict them? Seal the indictment for the week. a week? Yes. That's absolute disaster for accountants, auditors, financial advisors. Yes. Okay.
8: And they worked behind the scenes during that week to avoid upheaval in the markets so that when they announce the indictment and unseal it publicly, the, the markets are not as disruptive as they would have been if they had just indicted them publicly immediately. What so- did they indict Arthur Anderson for? They indicted them under a witness-tampering statute. And the way they did it, they took, essentially, it took criminal intent out of the process. And in fact, when the Supreme Court later got the case... Justice Rehnquist wrote the decision for the majority, well, for the unanimous Supreme Court and said it was shocking how little criminal culpability the jury instructions had required and that the Anderson had not committed a crime at the time.
0: Eighty-five thousand people lost their jobs. Anderson, the number one auditing financial accounting firm in the nation, went broke went bankrupt, never to appear again. The case against Anderson went all the way to the Supreme Court, and they reversed. Nine to zero. Nine to zero. Next clip, go ahead. Prosecutor's office, special counsel says, look, we just want to interview the president. We want to know his view on uh, Mr. Comey. We want to know, you know, really why he, what was his opinion of Mr. Comey? What was his opinion of the Russian investigator? What was his opinion of Mr. Flynn and the media's out there? You know, if he has nothing to hide, what's the problem? Isn't the problem what you just told us that your own client faced? And explain that.
8: Oh, yes. Well, first of all, neither Mr. Mueller nor Andrew Let's stop here. It
0: says some context. Now we're talking about Merrill Lynch. Four executives at Merrill Lynch were indicted. Andrew Weissman led both of these, all three of these attacks on Enron, on Anderson, and on Merrill Lynch. It wasn't enough to get Enron, which had done many bad things. He puts Anderson out of business, ultimately, nine to zero. Goes after these four at Merrill Lynch. Even more than that, they plant their people in Merrill Lynch, which they got agreement to do because, you know, the company has a gun to its head. And even the bills they were paying their lawyers to defend themselves, the prosecutor wanted to review. Go ahead.
8: Truth whatsoever. They're only interested in whatever they can generate to create a criminal offense against whoever they want to target. So And they will do that by any means they can manufacture. Any
0: means they can manufacture. So why are these questions, why do they ring a bell to you? Because,
8: for example, my client still stands convicted. Merrill Lynch executive. A Merrill Lynch executive of perjury and obstruction of justice, two separate offenses, for expressing his personal understanding of a telephone call he did not even participate (coughs) in after Mr. Weissman instructed him in front of the grand jury to share that personal understanding with the grand jury, whether it was accurate or not. Well, if it's not even, it doesn't even have to be accurate, how in the world can it be perjury? And how can your personal understanding of something be perjury? It makes no sense whatsoever, but he has two felony convictions based on that. And we couldn't to get Mr. Weiss. it first. Thanks all to All right,
0: we'll continue this when we return. We'll be right back.
8: love,
7: Lovin.
0: So Andrew Weissman destroyed Arthur Anderson and all 85,000 American jobs and others. And it's reversed nine to zero in the Supreme Court. Oops, oops. And he's rewarded by constant career uh, improvements by Mueller. He stuck to Mueller's side for over 20 years. What happened to Merrill Lynch? What happened to those four executives? Well, on appeal, 12 out of the 14 counts were reversed. And you heard Sidney talk about the two counts involving her client, Sidney Powell. She also talked about one of the executives, the youngest, in his 30s, had a wife and two children, little kids, toddlers. Andrew Weissman had him sent to a maximum security federal prison where he served for eight months until his convictions were reversed. He was in solitary confinement in a maximum security prison for eight months And his conviction was overturned. Think about that. That's the man who wanted to question your president. He's done very evil things, this Andrew Weissman and this Robert Mueller. And isn't it interesting? It doesn't bother the lib media at all. Andrea Mitchell, Jake Tapper, Chris Cuomo, Camerata, all the rest of them. The clowns, the miscreants, the malcontent, doesn't bother them in the least. Muller's to be protected forever. I'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811.
0: Come on, folks. Come on. It's a Levin Surge. I want you to download the Mark Levin Show podcast absolutely free, even if you have never listened to it. It's there just in case you missed the show or a part of the show or preempted or who knows what. I really want you to join all of us, millions and millions of you. And we've made it easy for you to download the Mark Levin Show podcast on all your favorite platforms. You can use iTunes, Google Music or any other podcast. Where, well, Mark, I'm in the car. I'm listening to you. I'm at home I'm eating dinner, listening. to That's okay. You don't have to stop. I don't want you to stop. But I do want you to download this on your iPhone, on your Android, or wherever you want to download it. Just go to MarkLevinShow.com, MarkLevinShow.com. That's my main website. That's my show website. Search for the keyword podcast in the upper right corner of the page. It's that simple. You can always listen to the podcast on the Mark Levin Show app. So I want you to download the Mark Levin Show app. So you can always have it with you. Well, I don't know how to use it. Ask your kids, ask your grandkids, but the vast majority of you do know how to use it because we have millions and millions of you using it every month. I just want you to have it in your back pocket as an option. So you go to MarkLevinShow.com, download the Mark Levin Show podcast so you can use it whenever you want, and you do that by going to MarkLevinShow.com, search for the keyword podcast in the upper right corner of the page, all right? And then you'll have your Mark Levin Show app forever and ever. Now, as a listener to this show, you're never surprised when I defend freedom and free markets, even when it's not popular. Because I don't care about what's popular. I care about what's right. I care about liberty. And I care about what comes from Liberty. And that's why I'm speaking out against Secretary Azar's plan to tear down the most innovative sector of the American economy. I'm talking about the biopharmaceutical industry, which is the innovation gem of our economy and the envy of the world. The U.S. drug industry commits $90 billion a year to R&D to bring more life-saving technologies to market than any other industry in the world. It's funny we didn't hear Kamala Harris talk about that. And by doing that, they employ countless Americans. Now, these are good-paying jobs that produce life-saving work. But Secretary Azar's plan to socialize the U.S. drug industry by dictating what drug companies can charge and what certain drugs seniors can or cannot have access to, regardless of what their doctors may prescribe, will put lives at risk because he's attacking the same drug companies that produce the life-changing and life-saving drugs millions depend on. Now, you remember Obama's war on coal. This is starting to look like Azar's war on medical innovation. We should be exporting freedom, not importing socialist ideas that produce poverty, scarcity, and rationing, and that's the key. But worst of all, his plan will kill the innovation needed to get the next breakthrough in cancer or Alzheimer's. I'm not going to sit by and let it happen, and neither should you. Get the facts. Go to TrueHealthFacts.com, TrueHealthFacts.com, that's TrueHealthFacts.com. Mr. Producer, are you looking at the call screen? Give me some good callers there, brother. WFDM Indianapolis, Chris Stella, how are you?
4: Hi, I'm doing well, Mr. Levin, how are you?
0: Let me look. Fine, thank you.
4: Um, yes, I'm, I'm calling. First off, I was calling for um, one thing, but I'd like to touch on a couple of subjects. And if I could say it's well, a Well, we don't have all night,
0: and I appreciate okay. it, but I've no, got a whole be, line of callers here.
4: It'll be brief. Yes. Um, Tom, Tom Brokaw, first of all, I, I, hate, um, I hate using the term hyphenated American, but I feel it's necessary um, so that people know where I'm coming from. I am a Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. My husband is white. My in-laws are white. And for
0: it, so I hold on am, now. So we have what's called an interracial marriage for everybody yeah. out there, and there are many, many of them in this country. Go right ahead.
4: Yeah, um, my my in-laws are two of the kindest people that I know. They're extraordinarily generous, and I have never felt that I was not welcome in their family. And I am offended on their behalf, on my husband's behalf, and on my son's behalf. For this. I feel like Tom Brokaw really showed his true color with what he said, and I feel like he displayed his own racism and his own, his own feelings about what he doesn't want included in his family. I married their only son, and I have their only grandson, and I have never felt as though they did not love or care about him or me. And that is disgusting.
0: It is gross. I, I, I want to thank you for your call. I'm so sick and tired of these disgusting stereotypes being thrown on the American people. The American people mostly believe live and let live. That's what Americans mostly believe. But the politicians won't let us live and let live. The media won't let us live and let live. They have stereotypes. They project them upon the American people. And it is an outrageous thing to watch this.
4: It is. It is absolutely outrageous. It's disgusting. And if you were talking about illegal immigration, if I could touch on one other subject. In 1986, Ronald Reagan, who was one of, I believe, the greatest presidents of the 20th century, signed, signed the Immigration Reform Act. In 1987, my aunt, who was 19 years old, was working at her first job. She was a newlywed, and she had been there for two weeks. When an illegal immigrant, Mexican National, walked into her store, he beat her with a lead pipe, and he stabbed her 57 Mm. times. She was maybe 100 pounds, sopping what, five feet tall. I don't know where you could find 57 places to stab her. But he did. She died an awful death. It was brutal. It was gruesome. She was the kindest person. She had a big heart. And she did not get a chance to fulfill her dreams of becoming a mom and having kids and having a family. And I am disgusted to hear Camilla Harris use illegal immigrants to try and pull on our heartstrings. She was an American citizen killed by a Mexican national who was here illegally. And she was brown, might I tell you, if if we want to go in that direction Mm -hmm. and put people in... You know, in our own little corners, she was a brown person, killed by a brown person, who should never have been here. What would her life have been like? How could she have affected this country? What would her offspring have been like?
0: Do you, do, you, do you think this is why, when the president is fighting the left and trying to get a secure border, and he's not against immigration, he's against illegal immigration... Do you think this is why his popularity among Hispanics skyrocketed?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And,
0: why, and why is it assumed that Hispanics don't favor law and order and Hispanics aren't concerned about illegal aliens coming into neighborhoods and hurting people? I mean, why is it assumed that the left represents an attitude that many Hispanics don't have?
4: Right. That's absolutely correct. And, and the thing is, Mark, I, I'm, I'm from Texas. So I, I I feel like having come from a border state, we really understand what it's like to see people come into our country and really not respect the rules and the laws and take advantage of the system. Hispanics see that, and, and the difference is, you know, they like to pigeonhole us into into – our ethnic groups, and they like to put all Latinos and Hispanics in the same group. But I am a Mexican-American, and I don't know what it's like to be a Honduran or a, or a Cuban or a Puerto Rican-American or any of those others. Well, things. and
0: that's why I don't know what it's like to be Irish. The Irish don't know what it's like to be Jewish, most of them and so forth. But we get along. We all embrace each other. We're Americans, and that's the key. And they keep ripping at the fabric of this country. They want you to keep having ethnic identity. We all enjoy our holidays. We all want to know our ancestry. I 100% agree with that. But we're Americans. That's the bottom line. That's the glue that keeps us together. And they keep ripping at it, ripping at it, ripping at it. Christella, I want to thank you. Tell you what, don't hang up. I want to give you one year subscription to Levin TV and uh, Blaze TV. So don't hang up. I appreciate your call very much. What a wonderful lady, huh? Wonderful lady. Let us go to Casey, San Francisco, California, the great K-S-F-O. Go. Mark, it's an
1: honor to talk to you. Uh, I'll be you quick so your other callers can get in. Um, there's a lot to talk about, uh, Ms. Kamala Harris, but I just wanted to ask you if you managed to get her on your show on her way to the White House when she started to tout her uh, legal expertise, please, please ask her about... Uh, San Francisco murdered police officer um, Isaac Espinoza, who was killed in San Francisco by a known gang member on April 10th, I believe, 2004, uh, with an AK-47, which, by the way, is banned, uh, along with the other weapons in San Francisco, and she refused to seek the death penalty for Officer Espinoza just wanted to make sure you ask her that question if she, well, ever she made she's not going to
0: come on this show because even a polite discussion will result in her being defeated
1: that, that was a joke I know she will never come no, none know, of
0: these know. leftists will come on this show because they know that i I will ask them questions in a very polite and professional way I will not let them come out of the you know come out of the corner they're going to have to answer the question and they don't want to do it So they'll go on CNN and MSNBC and some soft conservatives. They're definitely, I'm just being honest, they're not going to come on any of my shows because they know that their careers will be finished. Thank you for your call, my friend. Let us go to Mike, Indianapolis, Indiana, the great WFDM. Go. Greetings from the frozen tundra
1: of Indiana.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you're welcome.
1: (laughs) Hey, I listen to you all the time and I watched your show Sunday and really liked it. But I found myself infuriated halfway through it, which probably reached a high point when you made the statement that as a lawyer, if you had done half the things that have been going on in, a, in cooperation with this Mueller deal, you'd be called up on the carpet and probably lose your license and so forth.
0: Well, so I, I was talking point? about Andrew Weissman and his tactics, you better believe, and this FISA court. These various judges who sit there, they're absolutely irresponsible in AWOL. They know damn well that they were snookered. And what they should be doing is calling an evidentiary hearing, find out what the hell happened, and if necessary, and I would think the result would be holding people in contempt.
1: Well, more to the point, Mark, my question is to listen to you and others who very nicely lay out the, the, the cases, connect all the dots where all this corruption is going on. And I liken that to if I worked for a bank and I was able to create a case, a folder, and connect all the dots to potential corruption within the bank, and I took that folder to the FBI or the DOJ, I'd like to think they'd feel obligated to investigate it. But nobody does that in these instances. No, and, they don't. And, of particular frustration, is how the Republicans sit on their hands and never demand accountability. Well, they, hold
0: on. Let mean, some of them do. I mean, you had a great chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Nunes, who came under brutal attack. You've got others like Jim Jordan, who has led the fight. Many, some of them do, not, not enough of them. And then you have other Republicans who break ranks, you know, who want to pass a law to protect Mueller. And then uh, you have Murkowski and Collins and people like that who are reliable, uh, anti-conservatives and anti-Republicans in many respects. So it gets a little complicated. But even so, I think your point is that who investigates the investigators? Who prosecutes the prosecutors? And the answer is right now, nobody. Why can't a common citizen? Don't ask me why. You know why. I have no control over this. The system is quite corrupt at this point. That's why. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Here's the thing about the left. These leftists, they hate fundamentally the country. Oh, yes, they do. You hear them. And yet they want to make the government bigger and bigger and bigger. Right? Well, why aren't they libertarians? Or at least constitutionalists. Why do you want to make something bigger when you hate it? When it comes to costly car repairs, you need options. Instead, you're often stuck bargain hunting for the best deal because who can afford to fork over $1,000 for a repair? Well, you can't put a price on your family's safety. And security on the road—you need to make the repair. That's why I've extended vehicle protection from Car Shield on our 2010 Camaro. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's up to you. It's your choice. They also provide 24/7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. If your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. Get the best. Get covered by the ultimate and extended vehicle protection like we did. Call 800-CAR-6100, 800-CAR-6100, and mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com, that's carshield.com, and use code LEVIN, and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, a deductible may apply. Well, there's never been a poll hazard, or at least not one I'm aware of, or certainly rarely if that, of legal immigrants, legal immigrants who are Latino, and their views of illegal immigration. I've never seen that. All I see is a bunch of pasty white leftists from San Francisco, and other places, or very wealthy guys like, uh, who's the guy on Univision? Can't remember his name. Jorge Ramos, who's a dual citizen of Mexico and America. All I do is hear them, or these ethnic front groups and their lawyers, but I never actually hear what legal immigrants from um, various countries in Central and South America have to say about illegal immigration. Isn't that amazing? We've got Stumpy Hoyer. He tells us what they think, or this guy, Stillwell, or whatever the hell his name is. The guy with the greasy hair, you know who I mean. Swalwell. Well, all's not well with Swalwell, I can tell you that. Speaking of greasy hair, you see this guy Schumer? He's getting more creepy by the minute. He's davening, he's he's, he's hunched over, His uh, His cornrows haven't grown in properly, where they drill your forehead and put the plugs in and so forth. Oh, my Lord. Oof. And that's what the Democrats picked to be their leader. Well, what do you expect? They picked Robert Byrd, a former Klansman. Meanwhile, they're running around calling everybody Klansman. Gabriella, Tucson, Arizona, the great KNST. I love Tucson, Arizona. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. Thank you, Mark.
0: You bet. Go right ahead.
4: (laughs) Okay, Mark, I've been, um, I'm on my 50s. I've been here since I was on my 30s when I got married. Yeah. And um, all my friends in Mexico, they live on residential areas that are enclosed with 24-hour security um, people Mm -hmm. uh, on these areas. And you know why they have this
5: security. Mm -hmm. because. because they, they get robbed. Well, let me just
0: say this. Part. You're a legal immigrant. You're from Mexico. Do you feel safe when, you're, uh, when, when the illegal immigrants are coming into this country?
4: Um, well, if they are legal, I feel safe. In illegal?
0: Legal. No. All right. Call again, Gabriela. We have to go because of the music. We salute our armed force, by the way. Two of the officers are in critical condition, three are unstable, the suspect is dead. And we pray for the officers and their families in Houston. I'll see you tomorrow.